Welcome to the Mindset of Leadership podcast. I'm Ryan, here with my good friend Jerry, and we're getting into the topic of leading you. And I'm especially excited for this one because it's very personal to me. This is something that is really on my heart right now, just certain things I'm going through as a person and as a leader, getting to the next level in my life. And that's what we're all about here in this podcast is raising to that next level. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's difficult. And we're getting into this topic of leading you because this is essential if you're going to have a great capacity as a leader. For us to lead others, sometimes that's easy to get in front of everybody else because the light is no longer on us. We're, we're shining it on other people, but then when it comes down to leading ourselves, the light is on us, and that can be intense sometimes, that can be stressful sometimes. It should not be. And so as we get into this, I'm excited to cover a few points that I think are going to help you develop into a greater leader for others and also for yourself. But the main point we want to get across is the toughest person to lead is always yourself, but it's the most important part of your leadership. And that comes from our great mentor, John Maxwell. He said that the toughest person to lead is always yourself, but it's the most important part of your leadership. And we're going to want to do something a little bit different here, getting a little more personal since this is a personal subject here, sharing um, a little bit of a story that, that Jerry has. It's a personal story, very personal story, about a time where, where leading himself was not going very well, uh, not only in leadership but in life as well. And uh, I think this is going to strike home with a lot of people and touch a lot of people. Jerry, why don't you go ahead and take that away? Yeah, you know, Ryan, I, I'm so excited about this topic. This is one of my favorite things to discuss because when I started out in my network marketing business 25 years ago, I couldn't lead myself out the front door, yet alone think about leading other people. And being able to lead yourself, man, that's not always easy. That's tough. Because we have to take a look inside of ourselves, what might not be working well, what we need to change. And it's so easy to look at other people's faults and look at what's wrong with everybody else and try to fix them than it is to look inside and try to fix ourselves. And I know that from experience. And, you know, one of the things that Ryan and I want to do on these podcasts is we want to be real. We want to be genuine, vulnerable, authentic. We don't want you to think that we're just some guys on a pedestal and we're so successful that, hey, you know, we're oblivious to anything. Hey, we want you to know that we're just like you. You know, we've got struggles. We've had to overcome things. We're still working on overcoming things. But that's the great thing about leadership. You're always learning. You're always growing. You're always getting better. And I built my network marketing business that I was in for uh, 15 years initially. And I was very successful at it. I started out, it was in financial services. It started out here in the desert where I live in Palm Springs. And uh, nobody in my company's history had ever opened up an office, yet alone done anything spectacular in this area. Everybody told me that I was crazy nuts. You were never going to do this. You live in a retirement community. People already have financial planners. And it's so easy to listen 
to what other people tell you and buy into their excuses and instead of holding on to your dreams of making it a reality. And I went ahead and tuned out all the negative people and created a huge business over the course of 15 years. I opened up the first office ever in the desert in my company's history. I became the first person to become a VP. And I don't say that to brag. I say that to impress upon you. Never listen to people that tell you what you cannot do. Go out and show them what you can do and show them what you're capable of. But there, through a series of life events that happened, uh, I ended up forgetting what it meant to lead myself. And I allowed the circumstances in my life to basically lead me down a path where I ended up losing my first marriage, where I ended up losing my entire business that I poured my heart and soul and passion into for 15 years. I lost that business and found myself one day laying on the floor of my apartment getting ready to commit suicide. I was getting ready to end my life. I had no hope. I thought, man, there's nothing else for me. There's nothing left. I did all that I can do, but I stopped leading myself the way that I knew how. I stopped leading my mindset and allowed my mindset to lead me. And when you allow your mindset to start leading you in all sorts of different directions, man, it's going to take you places you don't want to go. It's going to take you places you don't want to visit. It's going to give you experiences you don't want to have because you stop leading yourself. And it was a dark, dark time of my life. I laid there on the floor thinking to myself, how could this happen? I'm the motivator. I'm the encourager. I'm the guy who's always smiling. I'm the guy who's always happy, giving hugs to every single person that I meet. And how could I be laying on this floor of my apartment, writing a letter to my son, getting ready to take my life because I just stopped leading myself. And what I had to learn is that getting off that floor Knowing that God saved my life, there was a reason for that because there was a greater purpose. And I had to go through a process of relearning how to lead myself. And I'm going to share that process that I actually went through before we wrap up this podcast at the end. But I want you to understand that we're not talking at you we're talking to you from our experiences because we've experienced what it's like to not be able to lead ourselves, to depend on other people, to hope everything all works out, to not have a plan. We know what it's like to be there. And part of what we're trying to do in these podcasts is to give you insights and strategies and techniques and ideas that can hopefully save you some of the time or some of the mistakes or some of the heartbreaks that we've had to go through learning all this stuff. It's kind of like if we walked through a field of landmines and then we were going to take you through the field. Well, what we want to do is make sure that we cover up the landmines or take you around them so that you don't have to go through the same experience we did. That's what these are all about and that's why we share these personal stories so that you know, hey, you're not alone. You know, maybe you're listening to this message and maybe you've been in that place that I was in. 
Maybe you've, you've thought about that, or maybe it's not quite that drastic. It doesn't matter. The idea is the moment we stop leading ourselves and we let our circumstances, we let our surroundings, we let our mindset lead us, it begins to take us down a path that we don't want to go. And we've got to learn how to fix that and how to change that, which is what we're going to be doing as we go through this podcast. You know, I've heard you share that story over multiple different settings before, and it just shows how delicate we are as human beings that we're not this, there's not this big shield around us if we're a leader that protects us from so many different aspects of life. Life is life, and it will come at us no matter if we're following somebody and not leading in any capacity or if we're the greatest leader out there. Stuff happens to us, and so this is why it was on our heart to bring this up because leading you is the most essential thing we can do as a leader. And there's a few points that we want to go over, just practical steps that we can give coming out of that story, being able to relate to that in in some capacity, uh, whether you were in a similar position as Jerry or whether you can just relate on being in a very tough time in your life, being at your wit's end, exhausted as a person, as a leader. So here's a few points that we want to throw at you to digest, to just think over in in your life, both personally and as a leader, because you know, we're in the leadership podcast here, and we want you to know that this one is just as much regular life as it is leadership. Uh, this goes hand in hand with just our day-to-day life and also when we're out there in front of people leading. So the first point that we can do uh, in regards to leading ourselves well is this phrase, learn followership. I repeat that because that's that's a new word there, learn followership. And what this boils down to is unless you learn to follow others well, you will not know how to lead others well. When you don't know how to follow others well, we're not going to be able to lead other people in a good capacity. And so personally for me, and I'm thinking about following others, it comes down to this servant heart. It comes down to being able to put myself aside And not only follow, but participate in what that leader is doing. Getting underneath their vision, their goals. You see, as a leader, it's not all about what I want to do. It's not about my vision and what I want to accomplish. It's about getting and submitting under somebody else's authority. Learning to be in that position. Because if we can allow ourselves to be in that position and do that well... We're going to gain so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so much practical experience that we're going to be able to relate to other people when they're following us. So unless I personally can get in that position where I'm following somebody else and doing it in a way that shows them honor, it shows them respect, it shows them that I am on board with what they're doing, I can't expect people to do that for me. That's an integrity thing for me. So number one, learn followership. I'll throw in a second point right here, and that is develop self-discipline. Self-discipline in life is essential. Now, you could be on the opposite end of that. You can be the biggest procrastinator in the world, and this this thing of self-discipline just scares the wits out of you. Or you can be somebody like me. Not that I never procrastinate in things, but I take it to another extreme when it comes to self-discipline. And I am overly self-disciplined sometimes, almost to a point 
that it's unhealthy because I'm constantly on the go. As I'm as I'm thinking about my day to day and the things that I was doing today, you know, I was running through in my mind what I'm what I've got on my plate today. And, um, you know, I was meeting with a realtor and coaching them. We're doing this podcast recording. I was meeting with a client at an inspection for their home that they're buying. I was meeting with a business partner in real estate. And then I'm thinking, okay, after all this is said and done, I'm going to go home and I'm going to continue to work on things for Elevate Leadership. And that's where I get into the unhealthy mode of self-discipline because it becomes all about the task. And so I want to speak real quick to both ends of that spectrum when it comes to self-discipline. The person who procrastinates all the time and the person that's overly self-disciplined. And just continuing on in the overly self-disciplined area. We've got to allow ourselves some lax in there. We've got to allow ourselves some flexibility that when things are not going, you know, point A, point B, point C, we don't get flustered, we don't freak out, we don't come to a point where we're so stressed out and anxious that it's not going according to plan. And now we're behind the eight ball in other areas of our life. Self-discipline is a very good thing, but we've got to keep it in perspective to what's going on around us and have that flexibility so that when things come at us, we don't break. We're molding to the process. Because when we mold ourselves to the process, that doesn't mean we're giving in to things that are are holding us back from being self-disciplined. We're actually at that point, believe it or not, being more self-disciplined because we're allowing ourselves to mold to the process, and that is so important to do. Now, on the opposite end, when it comes to the lack of self-discipline and procrastination, we've got to get in that mode of not hesitating. We fall back on the, the procrastination in our life because it becomes a comfortable thing. We don't have to make decisions. We don't have to have accountability, and that is the essentials of what self-discipline is all about. And so I would encourage you and challenge you really in this that you find somebody, again going back to point one when it comes to learn followership, find somebody that you can be accountable to when it comes to procrastination and turning it into self-discipline. Sometimes we have a hard time, especially when it comes to self-discipline, to get out of it ourselves when we're not acting in that way. We need somebody else to pull us. And that's what people are for. That's what accountability is for. That's what friendship is for. That is what your mentor is for. Reach out to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I'm not as refined in this place in my life as I want to be. I want to be more self-disciplined. Will you help me get to that level? And things will begin to change drastically when you involve somebody else in your life. I love those points. Those are those are such essence of leadership. And, you know, I just want to make mention on something that you talked about uh, between procrastination and discipline because they're so polar opposites, but it's really important to understand what they both actually mean. And procrastination is when you don't do what you know you need to do because of how you feel about doing it. Okay, I want to say it again. Procrastination is when you don't do what you know you need to do because of how you feel about doing it. But in business, if everything you decide to do is solely based on how you feel, you're going to fail. Because most of the time in business, we have to do things that we don't always feel like doing. That's part of it. That's where the self-discipline comes in. Self-discipline is doing what you need to do regardless of how you feel about doing it. And see, the difference between those two is a mindset and a choice. And we always have to keep that in mind. 
So the third point is practicing patience. Now, listen, I got to be real with you. This is always a challenging one for me. I, I have learned how to become more patient, but I wasn't always that way. And see, we can't be impatient by focusing on looking ahead and wanting to move forward all the time. The point of leadership is not to cross the finish line first. I know some of you are going, say what? I know. Some of you think that's what it is. That's not what it is. It's not crossing the finish line first. It's remembering that the whole point is to take people across the finish line with you. And sometimes you've got to be patient as people on your team are learning and growing and developing. And what you got to do is when you have those people that are not yet there, Love them where they're at and just work with other people that are and the people that aren't, they will come along. I mean, what do you do when you have a baby and, and your baby's just like crawling on the floor and, and it tries to stand up and walk and it falls? You know, what are you going to say to your baby? Oh my gosh, what a failure you are. Can't you do this? I mean, forget it. You're never going to walk. Right? We have to be patient and let them learn how to balance and stand. And guess what? The more patient we are, the more room we give them to do that, eventually they're going to walk. Just like people in our organizations and our businesses, we've got to be able to practice patience as we're moving forward. And the fourth point is we have to seek accountability. Ryan kind of already touched upon this, but don't trust yourself because power can be seductive. Be willing to make yourself accountable to another person. And, and you know what? I am so believing in accountability. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I've had accountability in my whole business career through people, through mentors, through coaches. But it's easy to find an accountability partner who's going to just tell you what you want to hear. Hey, you know, Jerry, did you make your calls today? Well, you know, I, I didn't do that. And oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. You can do it tomorrow. That serves you at nothing. It doesn't serve anything if you have someone like that. You have to have somebody to hold you accountable that's willing to tell you the truth, to tell you the tough stuff. Like my business coach did for me one day. I had a goal every day that I was supposed to make 50 dials a day, 50 calls a day, and I had to mark on a sheet what happened, how many calls uh, were answering machines, disconnects, whatever, 50 dials a day. And I had to fax, yes, I said that word fax. Any of you remember the fax machine out there? I had to fax him my sheet every night so he could see what I did to be held accountable. Well, one night, my ex-wife's family were coming in from Mexico and we were gonna go out to an early dinner and I had only done 48 dials that day. So I wrote on the sheet of paper, we'll, we'll finish, I will do the other two tomorrow, so I'll do 52 tomorrow, faxed it in, and away I went. Well, at dinner, my coach calls me and he says, hey, do you have a second to talk? And I said, sure. And he says to me, he, now, what could he have said? He could have said, hey, you know what? He says, that's no problem. You know, you did your 48, do your two tomorrow. That's what he could have said. But that's not the kind of accountability partner you want. You want someone who's going to push you and stretch you. And he said, Jerry, let me ask you a question. He said, how many dials did you commit to a day? I said, 50. He said, I see on this sheet you had 48. And I said, yes. He says, let me ask you a question. When is the last time 48 was 50? And I says, well, did you see my note? He says, yeah, I saw your note. 
And he says, but let me ask you a question. What time are you going to be done with dinner? I said, I don't know, about 9 o'clock. He said, do you have gas stations? Do you have mini-marts? Do you have grocery stores in your local area? I said, yeah. He goes, wonderful. Then you've got three hours to go out there seeing you didn't dial it and get pick up two names and numbers, talk to somebody, pick them up, and fax them over to me before midnight tonight. And I said to him, you've got to be kidding me. And he said, does it sound like I'm kidding you? And he says, and by the way, don't just make up numbers because I might possibly call these people to ask if they even knew who you are. So I hung up the phone. Need I tell you how I felt? Need I share the expletives that were flying out of my mouth when I got off the phone with him? And out of anger, I went out and I talked to a couple of people at the grocery store. One was a clerk. One was a, a, a guy who was doing a, the uh, boxing of the, of the uh, items. I talked a little bit about what I did. I got their names and numbers. I faxed it over to him. And I was going to quit coaching the next day, literally. And he calls me up the next day and he says, uh, you were pretty upset with me yesterday, weren't you? And I said, yep. He says, I can only imagine the words that you used to describe me when we got off the phone. I said, I'm sure you probably know what those words are. And he said to me, he says, let me tell you something. I just taught you the most valuable lesson in business that you will ever learn. I said, really? What is that? He said, if I made it okay for you to get out of a commitment that you made to me, then that gave you the permission to use that as an excuse over and over again. And as a good coach, I cannot allow you to get yourself in a place where you think that's okay. When you make a commitment, you follow through no matter what, and you get done what you said you were going to get done. And I got to tell you, after the anger wore away, that was probably one of the most valuable coaching lessons I ever learned. But that came from having someone who was an accountability partner that was willing to speak the truth, not just tell me what I needed to hear and kumbaya with me and all of the stuff. You don't want someone like that. You want someone who's going to push you, stretch you, and tell you what you need to hear because those are the times when you really start to grow and become the person and the leader that you were created to be. Hit it on the mark. You know, we may run over a couple more minutes than we usually do, but, you know, just kind of impromptu right now, I want to throw out one more thing here when it comes to leading ourselves, and I think both of us can relate to this, Jerry, and I think a lot of people could relate to this, and that's why I want to bring it up, is, is learning to rest. It's a dreaded four-letter word for me. I got to admit, it's a dreaded four-letter word because if I'm not doing something, I don't feel like I'm moving forward. And I know that you were going to give some points from your story before and how you got through that season in your life. And I think one of them involves rest. I'll let you take this away. Yeah, you're right on the money. And you know what? Um, we always believe not only in just teaching you information that you can learn from, but really doing our best to give you a plan of action on what can I do to implement this thing. And, you know, I did talk about with my story, I was going to share with you a plan of action that I utilized uh, to help lead myself better when I made that shift in my life. And, and the first thing, as, as Ryan talked about, was rest. You know, listen, my friends, we can get so busy working, creating, developing, growing, that that's all we do. And that's all I did. 
And what happens is it messes up your mental clarity, it messes up your focus, it messes up your ability to think correctly. We've got to be able to rest. We've got to invest time to take care of ourselves, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Because if we don't invest the time to do that, not only are we no good to other people, we are absolutely no good to ourselves. And when I started to come out of that cloud that I was in, and I began to start taking care of myself in those areas. And I started to exercise and I started to work on my mindset and started to grow my spirituality. It's amazing how things began to happen. And not only was I able to lead myself, I was, I was able to lead others more effectively and more efficiently. So the first thing is to rest. The second thing is to educate yourself. You know, don't just walk around just, you know, trying to figure everything out as you go along. Learn to be an expert in what it is you do for whatever profession you're in or whatever field that you're in. Become the expert at that field. Attend seminars. You know, read books on leadership and growth. Listen to other podcasts along with ours. Go to trainings. But I became a student of my profession. Now, here's the caveat. Sometimes we become professional students where all we do is learn and grow and learn and grow and we do absolutely nothing with anything that we've learned and grown with. Don't be that person. Learn and implement. Learn and implement. But educate yourself and grow yourself and add more value to yourself and others. And then the last thing is you've got to lead by example. You got to lead from the front. Don't tell your people or your team or your agents what they need to do. Show them by example what they need to do and they will follow. I always say people will do more of what you show them than what you tell them just like kids. And we've got to be able to do that. When I was building my business and I was always the top leader on the board in production, it was amazing how many people's names were underneath mine with production that they did. But when my name was not on the top, when I wasn't leading from the front and I was managing from behind and expecting everyone else to do it, it's amazing how few names showed up on that list. So just rest, grow yourself, educate yourself, lead by example. And those are the things I did to go from the floor of my apartment, almost taking my life, to a successful business person over the last 10 years. And I believe that those points were a major part of what made it happen for me. And I believe that they can make it happen for you as well. Well, we hope that you have, you have learned something valuable from this podcast today. Leading you is such an important thing. I have a feeling we'll be talking about this more as we continue along here. Taking care of ourselves is one of the most important things that we can do when it comes to leading not only ourselves, but leading others. So thank you for joining today. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at ryan at elevateleaders.org. Again, thank you for subscribing to this podcast, rating it. That does such wonders for us and getting this out there to as many people as we can. Follow us on social media at Elevate Leaders across the board there. And we look forward to hearing from you and your comments and look forward to investing in you as a leader in the next podcast.